Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. We are here at Rebsman Golf Course. If you're just tuning in, we are taking non-perishables until three golf tournaments underway. We've already had a hole-in-one, and there's Hope, and she is looking uh, just great today even in her stupid morning mayhem T-shirt. Um, anyway, Bubba, welcome. How are you? Doing well, guys. How you? How y'all doing? Bubba, we're good. Are you okay? Yeah. Can you hear me all right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you might be battling some allergies or something. I couldn't tell. You sound a little funny, but... Maybe it's just my ears. I'm getting old, you know. No, I got a new phone, so maybe that's it. Oh, okay. Well, let's just move on. I'm, I'm more worried about the content. You sound just dandy. You're fine. All right, so <laughs> Arkansas gets another series win, and uh, those clowns over in Oxford got to throw their beers in the air once, and that was cool, but Arkansas wins the war for the weekend, which was nice to see. Uh, we were just talking about a couple of guys. You know, the freshmen continue to rise to the occasion. They've had to reshuffle things in the rotation. And it was Gage Wood getting the praise from Dave Van Horn afterwards. Three strong innings from him, one earned run, closing things out after Will McIntyre gave a gutsy effort. I know he was under the weather. And I was a little surprised, like, well, his pitch count's slow. What are they doing? Then I, then I had realized that he was not, not feeling very well, and what he had pulled off was impressive. And, of course, then you know, Dylan came in and gave up the home run to one of the best hitters we're going to see this year. But uh, good job by, by Wood closing it out. So um, what would you like about what he did, and what, what do you think about his potential, I guess, moving forward? I tell you, I've said all along, Gage Wood's going to be a stud. He's, uh, I've kind of watched him grow up playing, you know, showcase baseball during the summer. I've got to see him pitch. Uh, he's always been a starter, so this is a new role for him. And I think it's part of it's just taking him the time to adjust to coming out of the bullpen. He's not used to doing that. Um and, you know, I think you could tell the, the more he pitched, uh, the better he got. He ended up throwing 54 pitches. You could just see him getting better every inning. But that's huge to have him, and, and he's confident. You know, he's not phased by the moment. Um, I think he just goes in, and, and he loves the competition. He loves the challenge. He loves to be the guy out there with the ball. and That's, that's what you want for a true freshman. What is it, uh, you know, his fastball, it's electric, but it's not like – uh, we see with Ske- you know Paul Skeens at LSU a uh, hundred. What makes his fastball so difficult to hit and catch up to? First of all, he's 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 not a tall guy. I mean, they they list him, I believe, at six foot, like two ten, something like that. But I don't think he's six foot. Uh, he's probably closer to five ten. So he's got a lower synergy. So when uh, a lower arm slot. So when he releases that ball, West. He's releasing it at a lower point, so it stays really flat in the zone. He throws 93 to 95, um, and he's got a curveball that's 75 miles an hour. Now he's, now he's got the feel for his slider back, which is low 80. So that's a good three-pitch mix that he's got. But the fact that he can throw the, the breaking ball at 75 and throw the fastball at 95, 20 miles an hour difference is huge. It's hard for a hitter to adjust to that. Yeah, you throw in that slider, too, and, th- and that's one of the reasons, I guess, why he can go three innings, you know, because you you can mix it up. It's not necessarily, 
you know, closer coming in, just throwing fastball, fastball, and then working in another pitch. But you go three innings, you start to see a, a, some batters for a second time. Uh, they've seen your stuff one time through. you got to be able to have some other pitches to show them the next time around. Yeah, you're right. Having that third pitch for him is huge. He's always had the slider, but he kind of lost the feel for it. I know him and Hobbs have worked on it a lot in the in the in the pitching center, and they figured out a few things. Now they've got it. It's got a little bite on it now. So now instead of just game planning for two pitches, that third pitch makes a big difference. As a hitter, if you've only got two pitches to worry about, it's pretty easy. Yeah, hitting's easy there. But adding that third pitch in, he's also got a change up. Uh, he hadn't really had to use it, but eventually Gage will be a starter, and he'll mix in that changeup as well, give him a really good four-pitch mix. And so I think uh, I think maybe as early as next year he'll be a guy that you see starting. How about Dylan Carter? He comes in for an inning and a third. He's been good this year, very solid for them in relief. Gives up a bomb and gets the win to get to 5-0. I mean, pretty, pretty interesting day for him. <laughs> you know, it's been uh, – Dylan's been huge for us. If you look at all the guys in the bullpen, he's been the one guy that, I mean, he's come in and got some of the biggest outs of anyone in that bullpen. You know, he gave up a, a home run to Gonzalez, and, and a lot of people give up home runs to Gonzalez. He's going to be a first-round pick this year, so hopefully we're stuck into that. But I love the fact that when when they need somebody to get an out, Dylan wants the ball. He tells he tells Hobbs and, and DBH all the time, look, give me the ball. I'll take it as long as you need me to have it. And, and I love that. Bubba, what do you think about just the overall winning two out of three against Ole Miss? Because, you know, some people look at it and Ole Miss is dead last. They're struggling. And uh, and the game that they lost, they didn't play well. Arkansas honestly did not play well. They, there were small plays in the field that they should have made and they didn't, and it cost them. But getting two out of three, you're just overall feeling getting out of Oxford, getting that second win. Well, going to Oxford – and, and getting a getting a, a series win there is hard to do. People don't realize how hard it is, and that's a that's a tough place to play. Uh, so take two out of three is huge down there, guys. Now, the game that you lost is the game Hagen Smith is on the mound, and if if you'd have told me going in that we'd have lost that game, I thought you were crazy. But we didn't play well. Hagen didn't have his best stuff. You know, we dropped a pop up at first. We dropped a pop up in the outfield. Those cost us a couple runs. Um, you know, the second inning where the bases loaded, nobody out. Uh, we got it. I mean, the bullpen's already up. Rebus would have been out of the game. You know, we'd have just got we were one hit away from him being out of the game. As it turns out, we you know we we end up not scoring anymore. We only get one out of that. He stays in the game and does really well. So we didn't play a, a really good game that day or that game. But look, man, we won the series, and and ultimately that's what matters: getting out of there with a series win. Bubba, I saw a very confident uh, Caleb Cowley this weekend, and I was glad to see him hit the bomb. And then thought defensively he looked really solid as well. Made a couple of nice plays over at third base. Is that a trend for him, or was that kind of a maybe a watershed moment for him? You think? You know what? I think it's I think it's the Caleb Cowley we thought he was going to be. You know, it's crazy that to think you know if you think back at Globe Life Field, I think he struck out seven at bats out of eight. He struck out and just looked totally lost at the plate. And it just goes to show you how, how mental the game of baseball is. Now, you look at him now, he's a confident hitter. He's hitting the ball out to center, to right, to left, just power to all fields. But his outs are really good. Uh, he's, making, he's making loud outs. He's drawing walks now, uh, limiting strikeouts. So he's everything that we had hoped he'd be. And 
look, he's he's not Caden Wallace at third base. We're never going to have another Caden Wallace. He's not going to get to some of those balls. He doesn't have that range. But if you hit it and he can reach it, he's going to catch it and he's going to throw to the right base and, and make an out for you. And that's that's what you want. And then, and then we know he's going to drive in runs. How tough is it uh, when you look at the different venues? Where does Oxford rank up there? It's, it's probably right up at the top. It's hard places to go in and play. It really is. Um, there's just something about it. And then you, you, you take in that, you got the fans, and then you got all the, the extra crap that Ole Miss players do, just all the eye service stuff, false hustle, all that stuff combined. It, it's a tough place to go play. Um, and I, I was proud of the guys going down there and getting two out of three. This weekend, Tennessee, balls. And that just shows you how tough the SEC is. They're not the top team in the SEC East. Heck, they're not even close to the top when you look at the <laughs> SEC East. You know, it's crazy to think. They they started out the season getting swept by Missouri. Um, they're 5-7 and seven overall. Uh, they've had some injuries like we have. Uh, they haven't been playing good baseball at all. They haven't been get, making plays on defense. They haven't been getting the timely hitting. Uh, but you know when they roll into town, Dysel is going to have them ready to play this weekend. It's going to be a fun series. I know a lot of people are coming in town for it, so it's going to be a lot of fun. You can take their 5-7 and seven record and probably just throw it out the window, kind of like we said about Ole Miss this weekend, 1-8 and eight going into the weekend. You you can throw all that out when, when uh, Tennessee rolls into town. It's going to be exciting. The good news is they have the worst road record of anybody in the SEC at one and six. <laughs> so yeah, that. but you know, Justin, when Vitellus brings that team into town, they're they're not thinking about that one and six road record. They're going to be ready yeah. to play, and um, it's going to be fun. It really is. And look, yeah. a, a lot of people there's still a lot of hatred for Vitella because of the, the incident at home plate um, yep. with DVH. But that's just two guys that are high competitors going at it. Um, mm-hmm. Should it have happened right there? Probably not. Vitello's got to control his stuff a little bit. But I think he's kind of embraced the fact that he's kind of the, the the wild man in the SEC. And I think he likes it. And I think the team kind of likes that they feel like they're kind of the, I don't know the best way to describe them, but they like being the bad guys. And they yeah. embrace that role. And I think Vitello embraces it as a, as a head coach. Oh, the weather looks really good, especially compared to, well, last weekend over in Oxford. <laughs> um, this is going to be, we were talking about earlier, an electrifying weekend on campus, and you've got softball at home, you've got the football spring game, and as you mentioned, I mean, everybody's looking forward to seeing Tennessee come to town and try to get Arkansas to knock them off. Friday, 77 degrees. Saturday, there's a chance of rain, but right around 70, so it should be a good weekend. Hopefully the Rain doesn't cause any problems for us. If Saturday's a good weather day, they could break the uh, attendance for a regular season game. I mean, when you think of yeah, the spring I, game, everybody in town yeah. going over to bomb that night, mm-hmm. Saturday night, yep. uh, I think if the weather holds up and clears up, it could be the biggest, most attended home game ever. Let's go with it. Yeah, so, it could be crazy. And you know what? Friday, you know, Friday's a nationally televised game. Uh, Kyle Peterson's going to be here in town. Um, so that's a big game Friday night as well. But I agree, Wes. I think I think if the weather holds up on Saturday, it's, we're going to pack that place in, and it's going to be loud, and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. You guys coming to town for it? I will be up there. Sweet. So, yeah, maybe um, you need me to come up and bone your bat a little bit. 
yeah, come on up. Yeah, I'll try to pop up and say hello. Yeah, I don't know if you're quite that desperate yet, but I'll definitely try to pop up and say hello. Um, this person says, it's Zach, he says, what's that? I said, just keep it clean if you get on there. <laughs> oh, you know I will. You know I will. Um, will you ask Bubba about the baseball team busing to Ole Miss? Yeah, we were oh, talking yeah. to Hagen last week, and we were all like, he's like, oh, it, it was, honestly, it was the worst interview we ever had with him because we couldn't hear him hardly because it was loud on the bus, and I think they were probably driving through some rain too. But that was a little surprising to us, I guess. It's not. It's a five-and-a-half-hour trip, I think. It's probably a 50-minute flight. I don't know what the thinking was there, but uh, is that normal? I guess that's just part of their deal. Do they normally do that? No, I think they usually fly there. Um, I have no idea why they bust. I, you know, I heard DVH say it that that they were going to bust that, and I think he likes having the team together on bus rides. You know, that's a good way to build team camaraderie is to be on a bus together. I know when they went to uh, Globe Life Field, they bust there. Um, mm-hmm. I think they do it every once in a while. I just think it's good for the team to do that. And I know winning that last game definitely made that bus ride home. I bet it was it was a lot better ride. Had they lost that game, that would have been a long five hours home. Yeah, there's no doubt. Have you heard, I mean, Coach, I guess, mentioned last week that we're expecting to see Tiger not this weekend, but towards the end of the month maybe. And then we were kind of, you know, guessing, I guess, on potential rotation, and we assume he'll come out of the pen initially because they won't want to overtax that arm. But from what you've seen now with, you know, Gage Wood and some of the other guys who have performed well after being pressed into action, any thoughts on once you get these guys healthy, what that rotation might look like and what kind of roles guys will play? You know, it's hard to say. And normally I would say if it was – I actually talked to Phil about this this morning because Phil kind of asked the same question. If if it was any normal player, I think they would ease Brady Tiger in, put him in like the sixth inning of a non-leverage situation and let him get his feet wet. But knowing Brady Tiger, he's going to want the ball in the ninth inning um, with a one-run game. So I, I don't know. I think they're, they're probably just going to throw him right in the fire. But it's good knowing that you've got guys, Gage Wood at the end of the pin and Brady. That's a pretty good one-two punch at the end of the pin. Not to mention, you know, you still got Cody Adcock, Dylan Carter. you still got some other weapons down there as well. And then, well, we all know Hagen Smith. There's a chance Hagen could move back to that starting rotation uh, if Brady's healthy and, um, and if he looks good. I think they can move uh, Hagen Smith back to the starting rotation. Probably, mm-hmm. probably put him in that. I don't know if they do Sunday roll. And then if they needed him, I'm just speculating here. I'd put him in the Sunday role. If they need him Saturday or Friday or Saturday, then they could go to Hagen. But other, I don't think there's going to be a lot of changes. Okay. Well, Bubba, listen, I appreciate you coming help? on. And Yeah, it's excellent. That's good. Um, oh, any idea who the midweek starter will – forget it. Ben so, Bobby. Okay, probably. Right? <laughs> the second yeah. game would be the, uh, the be... question, right? Yeah, two, two midweek yeah. games this week. That's a good point. I think you're going to see Ben Bybee for one of them. You'll probably see Parker Coyle as another left-handed freshman start the other one. That would be my guess. Okay. Um, so, and you're going to get to see a lot of a lot of other guys play. Um, you know, they're going to they're going to mix in the lineup. A lot of the guys that you normally don't see are going to get some at bats this week. Which, for me, that's exciting. A lot of fans want to see the superstars play. I want to see the guys that are the up and coming superstars play. So I'm excited to see some of those guys get some at bats. Very good. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. And Little Rock, like I said earlier, they just they had a home sweep this weekend. So uh, this isn't a bad Little Rock team. They're actually pretty good. So I think for some of the midweek tests that they've had, 
this may be one of the tougher ones. You know they're well coached, but we're biased. Oh, I we think really so. Like Chris Curry. Hey, hey, I love Chris Curry. I really yeah. do. And you know, there's guys that that I've coached and watched grow up in the state that are playing for for uh, uh, UALR. And so for me, it's exciting. I get to see those guys come into town play at Baumwalker, and so I love it. I love playing the in-state schools. I've always said that. Um, but yeah, we we better bring our A game, or they'll all be coming here and thump us. I know a few years ago they did beat us like yep. seventeen to seven or something like that. So yeah, they're gonna Chris Curry's gonna have those guys ready to play, and so it'll be a fun couple of days for us. And Bill texted me earlier and said we're gonna we're gonna do a broadcast one of those nights from the Hog Pen. Um, oh, cool! So that's gonna be a lot of fun. That'll be exciting. So. Uh, so you guys be listening. You never know what you're going to hear coming out of the out of the crowd, Mike. Buddy, I never know what I'm going to hear coming out of that booth. So yeah, nothing would surprise <laughs> me. Just keep him off the <laughs> keep him off the cold beers till the game's over, Bubba. <laughs> All right. Good point, Justin. I'll, I'll uh, keep it clean for you, though, buddy. All right, we'll see you this weekend up there, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Y'all have a good week. I'll see you this weekend. All, All right, on. Bubba. Go Hogs. I was waiting for it. There you go, Bubba Carper. Thanks to Johnston's Home Center down in Benton.